You are listening to the Mission Matters Podcast Network, where we amplify the stories of entrepreneurs, executives, and experts. Hi, everyone. Paul Lang from Discipline Trading Strategies with this week's podcast. Have you ever gone on the internet and you are just kind of looking around, but some question pops up that you actually have some interest in, so you click on it to get the answer, and it's maybe just kind of a yes-no answer. Then you get in one of those websites where it's like 100 pages long, you keep going down, 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 advertising, advertising, and you actually never find your yes-no answer. You get lost in the maze somewhere. Well, I'm not going to do that to you. If you want to hear the one-word answer to this question, is Wall Street rigged? My answer is no. If you give me three words, then I would say, no, absolutely not. But maybe it's a matter of semantics. You may have a different point of view, and there are a lot of things that go on. I'm going to explain to you some of the things that go on, and what I will make you stay and listen to the end of the podcast for is why I feel all of these crazy things do not mean that the market is rigged. So let me tell you a few things that do happen and see what you think about these. Here's one. If you are day trading and you look at a level two screen, there may be a big player who is looking to sell a lot of shares. But when you look on a level two screen, that firm, their name will not show up on the sell side sometimes, or it'll show up just showing 100 shares. They will actually be on the buy side, not necessarily at the top buy, but they'll be on the buy side. So when you look at the screen, you think, wow, this firm is buying 5,000 shares, but actually behind the scenes, they're selling 30, 40, 100, 200,000 shares. Is that rigged? Some people may think so, but that gets to the heart of my discussion. What's the difference between being rigged and simply being a better trader than somebody else? The people doing that, the market makers are, in a sense, kind of big traders. They have infinite money, and they don't really do what we do as traders. They have a little different job, but nevertheless, they're on there buying and selling their positions. Well, first comment, We can all do that if we want to as well. There's no magic. There's no special secret that they have. There's no special advantage they're given. It's called a reserve order. You can set out your order to show 100 shares and actually sell however many you have. You also, if you have the money, could set up to buy something you don't really want to buy as long as you keep it far enough away from the top bid so that you don't actually end up buying the stock that you didn't want to buy. And there's another big reason I don't feel that is being rigged, but it's kind of the theme to all this that I'm going to mention at the very end. Let's look at another one. Brokers are allowed to come on to TV and to issue a sell recommendation on a stock or to issue a buy recommendation on the stock, even though they may own some shares. Now, there's a special way they have to do this. There are some rules. But bottom line, a firm can come on and say, hey, everybody, we're upgrading the stock, buy it. And in the same time, they could be selling shares that they've had for a long time into the buying public. A scam, a fraud, market is rigged. Not necessarily. People say one thing and do another all the time. We see that constantly throughout the financial industry. But is that really being rigged? I'll talk about why I don't think so toward the end a little more. Here's another one. You're listening to your favorite financial show and somebody comes on and they give you their prognosis for the market. And they say, boy, the market's been up a lot, but it's going to keep going up. We're looking at a target of XYZ. We're in a very bullish market, and we expect things to keep going higher, encouraging the public to buy the market. Well, what is really going on, remember, 
nobody comes on TV for your benefit. They're there for their benefit or for the station's benefit, whoever is hosting them. The odds are that they have a big portfolio with a lot of stocks to sell. When they want to sell, how do they sell when you have lots and lots and lots of shares to sell? Well, you hope to encourage the public to buy to offset some of that selling that you're doing. As a matter of fact, I just happened to hear today something very interesting. Disney was just downgraded to a buy target of, ready for this, 110 instead of 146. Disney is currently around 82. So it's a downgrade. It's still going to go up a ton, like 30% or whatever that number is, but it's not going to go up 50%. That's a downgrade. How does that make sense to anybody? How do you say this stock is terrible, so it's only going to rally a lot instead of a mega lot? Makes no sense to me. Here's another one for you. There are some smart people on some of the financial shows. Some are not. Some are just simply talk show hosts. They just interview guests and they really don't know anything themselves. Some of them are pretty smart people. I know that because I can tell how they talk and by their reputation to some degree. But how is it that when we get to a spot in the market where they kind of know we're at the top, they never say so. The actual hosts on the show are never allowed to say, hey, that's the top bear market coming. Why is that? Well, because the financial shows will not get viewers if everybody is hearing that it's going to be a bearish market. Everybody's long, everybody wants to hear good things, or you're not going to listen to that show. They've proven this, that people will tune out if you don't talk positively about the market. So what are they forced to do? They're forced to kind of bite their tongue, talk around it. And then what they do is they invite a bunch of guests on. One guest will say market's going up. Next guest say market's going down. You get to pick what you want. And then, of course, in the future, if the market drops, they bring back the guest who said the market's going down, even though they may have laughed at him. And then they promote this as, wow, look what we had. We had this guest on three months ago. We told you the market's going down. It's all just a game. A lot of the trading out there, the majority of it actually, I believe, is done by what are called dark pools or HFTs, high-frequency trading machines. If you want a good weekend of reading, just Google what are HFTs and you'll have more to read and you'll know what to do with. They came on the market, boy, I don't know, maybe 10 years ago or so. And when they first did, they caused some upset to the market because they are special machines that are placed in special areas, very expensive. And these are computers that can execute orders and they can beat orders, intercept orders. I don't even know the details. I don't care. I'll tell you why shortly. But they played some havoc with the market. And especially for day traders, they made things bounce around, go up and down. But net result, they didn't do anything because HFTs don't take permanent positions. They don't buy thousands of shares of IBM or whatever or short something. They're just playing back and forth like a day trader would. So it increases the volatility, but doesn't really affect the final movement of anything. They were credited for triggering stops that caused some big declines in the very beginning. But the initial effect, like almost anything in the market, wears off. They're very expensive. There's a lot of competition. And right now, you won't even see the effect of an HFT because there's so many competing ones. People still use the excuse when they stop out of something, oh, the machines got me. Well, I think, oh, the machines got me is just the cry of a loser, just a crybaby saying, oh, maybe I don't know how to trade right now. Don't get me wrong. Sometimes things do happen. Sometimes I stop out of something that I'm regretful I did, but I consider that my fault, not somebody else's fault, because all of this is in front of us all the time. Here's another good one if you want to say the market is rigged. A lot of people put their money into mutual funds because the professionals are running mutual funds. Here's an absolute fact. You can't argue with this. 93% of mutual funds do not beat the market. And if you want to look to the smaller cap funds or the more aggressive ones, 
94 and 94 and a half percent respectively do not beat the market. This is an S&P study that was done a few years ago. It's been done every few years. It continues to show the same results. It's even gotten worse. Mutual funds do not beat the market. And when the market declines, their stated goal is to lose less than the market. Yet people flock to mutual funds. Sorry, it doesn't matter which one did best last year because they'll probably do the worst this year. It doesn't matter which did best over five years. The bottom line truth is that 93% don't beat the market. As a side note, you may ask, why is that? Aren't these run by smart people? Yeah, there's some really smart people running these funds. The problem is, I think I mentioned this in a prior podcast, they are dealing in billions and billions of dollars and they take huge positions in various stocks. And when it's time to buy, they move the price up a lot. And when it's time to sell, they move the price down a lot. If something happens where the stock starts falling, it's very hard for them to get out without taking a bath on it. So while we as individual investors can get in and out, boom, 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 these big funds really struggle. And part of their whole strategic concept is not just what to buy, but how to buy it. In other words, how do you get into this position with millions of shares or get out with millions of shares without affecting the market? It's a big deal for them. So there are a whole lot of things that may make you think, wow, Paul, I thought you said you don't think the market's rigged. And here are all these things that tell me it is rigged. As a matter of fact, just for fun, as I did this podcast, I Googled, is the market rigged just to see what would come up? Apparently, according to most polls, over 50% and some say much higher of the population think the market is rigged. Interesting, because if you just left your money in over the last 50 years or 20 years or whatever you want to pick, you could pick the wrong dates, but generally speaking, the market's always up. So how is it that it is rigged? But yet most people feel it is. These are mostly people, though, that are trying to get in and out. And naturally what happens is people get out when they hit their pain point at the bottom of the market. And of course, they don't make up their mind to get in the market when everybody's saying the market is bearish, because that's when you should get in. They get in after the market's rallied so much that it's almost at the top, and then they get in and things start to roll over. This is the typical pattern for the average investor. Does that mean the market is rigged because the average person gets in after an extreme rally and gets out after an extreme decline? I don't think so. So here's the bottom line. I obviously do not think the market is rigged or I wouldn't be here. There's a difference between being rigged and maybe just being outplayed or outsmarted or really just not knowing what you're doing. In any endeavor, if you're clueless about what you're doing, it'll seem like the odds are against you. And that's what it is for most people. The odds are against them because they don't understand the market or how to trade or invest properly. Once you understand it, things turn around. There's lots of little tricks in the market. As a matter of fact, I'll even go as far to say that trading or investing in the market is anti-common sense. It's anti-intuitive. It's not what you think it should be. How many times have you gotten out of a position at almost the exact moment you should have been getting into the position? Happen a lot? Not a coincidence. There's a reason. But here's the bottom line, finally. If you look at and you listen to all of this garbage I just said, you will be eternally dazed and confused. And as I mentioned in prior podcasts, if you're listening to earnings, if you're listening to news, if you're looking at fundamentals, you'll be especially dazed and confused because none of that really works. Here's the great bottom line. Looking at charts. Hate to say it again, but think about it. All of these things that I mentioned that many people claim the market to be rigged, all of them show up on a chart. So why do I care if a person says that they're upgrading a stock? If I'm following the chart and that firm is selling thousands of shares, there's a pattern on the chart that says sell. I don't care what they say. I care about what they do. Same thing with HFTs. When they first came out, 
what they did oftentimes was they took a strong stock and they made it dip for just as a day trader for maybe five or 10 minutes. And then when it comes snapping back, they would do this by running stops where stops are popularly placed. Well, all you have to learn is don't place your stops where the world does. A big part of what I teach is about how to use stop losses. Most people are going broke because they use stop losses. You need to use them, but they use them improperly. And if you put them at national levels where you get out, you get out right where you should be getting in. So you have to learn how to do that properly. But HFTs initially caused strong stocks to, to drop and everybody would complain they got shaken out of the stock. The machines took me. Well, if you look at a chart, what you learn is that that was happening every day. So rather than sitting in the position long, you get out and you wait for that machine to hit and you'd buy the dip. Now, that doesn't happen anymore. I'm just relating to the fact that whatever happens, it shows up on a chart and it shows a pattern. And if that pattern reproduces itself, you get to make money from it. So I don't care where the market maker is on the level two screen. If he looks like he's buying, if the stock has a pattern of selling, I'm shorting. If that fund manager says the market's going to the moon, well, I only care if the chart agrees with that. Technical analysis is the battle between the bulls and the bears at certain key areas among four different timeframes. For whatever timeframe you're looking at, there's always four involved. Understanding that battle is how you make money in the market, period. Think about the other benefit. All of the stuff I've been talking about, you don't have to worry about. You notice some of these things, I didn't give you detailed answers as to what they were or how they work, like HFTs. I don't really care. I free my mind. I don't care about any of that stuff because I'm looking at the final result of all of this. It all shows up on a chart. And you know what? The reason the market is not rigged is because a buyer and a seller meet. They decide on a price. That price prints. Those prints form a chart and charts do not lie. That's the one thing in the market that does not lie for sure. So the market's not rigged because the truth is in front of you every single second, every single day, every single week. This is Paul Lang for Discipline Trading Strategies. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast and also go back and look at the prior podcasts I have done. I think you'll enjoy them. Until next time, good trading, everybody. This has been a Mission Matters Network production. Listen to this show and browse our entire catalog by visiting missionmatters.com.